Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, and welcome to the Stream of David Show. I'm so happy that you're here. I saw a post on Facebook this week from one of my friends, and it asked the question. This guy asks questions all the time. Like every day, there's a new question. And that day's question was, are you an optimist, are you a pessimist, or are you a realist? And I was really surprised to see that the vast majority of people posted that they were a realist. A few people admitted that they were pessimists, and I think I was the only one that posted that I was an optimist which is really kind of sad if you think about it. We like to think that we're all optimistic, right? I like, I, at least I thought everybody wanted to pretend like they were optimistic, but not in this group. They were realists. They like the real world. And I will tell you that I've always said that people that say that they're realists are generally pretty negative, in my opinion. And of course, I'm being judgmental there. I get that. But the realists always want to look at 3D reality and not be hopeful, not believe in magical things. And I believe in magical things. You know, if you listen to this podcast and you know anything about me, you know that I I live a magical life and I teach other people how to live magical lives. I believe in it. I believe in our power to have or do or be anything that we want. I believe in our power to transform. I believe that positive always is more powerful than negative. And yes, I channel the stream. I have that energy flowing through me. I think one of the reasons I have that energy flowing through me is because I'm so positive. I'm not positive all the time, though. So today's episode is not about necessarily being optimistic or pessimistic or being a realist. It's about spiritual bypassing. Because if you're optimistic all the time and you're just sunny all the time and you're burying your head in the sand because you're spiritual and you can't see anything negative or hear anything negative or say anything negative, sort of the three monkeys, right? Are you living in reality? Are you even living in an optimistic reality? Are you bypassing? Are you using your spirituality to sort of ignore everything, to ignore everything that's, that's going on in the world and in your life? And how do you strike a balance there? How do you stay optimistic? How are you an optimist? And how are you up the spiral all the time? Well, I will tell you that I created the Taya Spiritual Practice. If you've been listening to this show, you know that I talk about that all the time. The Taya Spiritual Practice stands for Trusting Your Abundance. I created it based on the guidance of the stream, the source of all creation that I channel. And it has transformed every area of my life. But... I'm very clear all the time with all of you, everywhere that I teach this stuff, that it is not delivered a life of perfection, and nor do I expect it to or even want it to. And as much as I'm an optimist, I still go down my spiral. And as much as I'm an optimist, I still have problems. I manifest problems in my life just like everybody else. So Taya will absolutely transform your life. Taya will give you the tools to be happier to have better relationships, to have more money flow, to have better health, anything that you want, anything that you can bring yourself to believe, you can have. 
whether you practice Taya or not, you have the ability to do that. Taya is just a system that I created that seems to work. It works very well for me and seems to work for people that are vibrationally aligned with myself and the stream's message and our teachings. And it works. But I haven't brought anyone to perfection yet, nor do I intend to or expect to. And I have not brought myself to perfection either because our obstacles serve us. That's a big component of Taya. And I know when people speak of spiritual bypassing, I know what they're referring to. Because I do encounter people in the spiritual world since I sort of have turned this into a business now. You know, I'm doing um, interviews on other podcasts and radio shows and writing articles and things like this. I'm, I'm rubbing elbows with a lot more people in the spiritual community. I really haven't done that until the past few years when I've left my corporate job, came out of the closet as a channel, started this show, wrote the book, started the, the boot camp and, and did all of those things. I'm finding myself in communication with a lot more people that are in the quote unquote spirituality business and spiritual followers, certainly. And I have encountered more than my share. And of course, there's just, there's a myriad of beliefs out there. And the stream has said, there's no right or wrong in any of this that we all want to latch onto a belief system and believe that our belief system is right. But if you look across society, humanity, we see a very clear picture that there are varying beliefs that are all over the place. And some are really extreme. Some are sort of mild in the middle of the road. And we all get to have our beliefs. And the stream has said that there's no right or wrong in any of that, that everyone's belief system serves them in a certain way to give them their unique human life experience that they were desiring from their higher perspective, their soul perspective. So if you look at it like that, we're not doing anything right or wrong with this practice of Taya. We are listening to what the stream has to say. We are allowing it to resonate with us. We realize that since it resonates with us, it makes so much sense that it's the right message for us. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right message for anyone else or everyone else. As much as I would love to share these tools because they are the most life-changing tools that I've encountered in my 51 years, and of course I created it, so it's easy for me to say that, but they are. They work very, very well. I'm very pleased at the results that especially the people in Taya Bootcamp get. I, I can't stop talking about it enough, not just to push bootcamp on all of you. If you're ready for it, I'll get you in there for sure. But, you know, if you're not ready for it, that's okay, too. I'm, I'm here doing all of this stuff for everyone. And you take what you want from it. Get to, you know, see what you get out of it. See if it works for you. And the stream has said over and over again, if their words do not resonate, you're right to move on from them. And I fully believe that. That's why you don't see billboards about Taya. And you don't see me standing on street corners handing out flyers, as they like to say. Because I'm putting this out there. And I know those that are vibrationally aligned to it will find their way to it. And the community is growing. The following is growing. I'm very appreciative of all of that. More and more people are coming to listen to the stream's message and really appreciate it. I get letters. I get emails. I get Facebook messages, Instagram messages from, from all of you all the time. Every day I get something that just uplifts me so much and makes me feel so good that I helped co-create this thing that not only transformed my life, but it's now transforming the lives of other people. I love that I'm doing that. And I will tell you, one of the most satisfying things that has happened thus far for me in this practice in sharing this happened this week. Falana, who is in our Taya Bootcamp program, in fact, she, she just finished her modules. So she's about to graduate. If you haven't seen her testimonials, she is a woman that I actually knew from Seattle before doing all of this. And she reached out to me 
after I started doing this and, and wanted my help. And I, I, I was aware that her son had been murdered by a, a serial killer about five years ago. Brutally murdered, cold blood, almost right in front of her home. And of course, in the five-year period, she had struggled to, to make sense of it all and struggled with mourning the loss of her son and just the anger that someone would just brutally take her, her son away from her for no reason. Uh, it was a, a jihadist-type um, murder. I won't get too deep into all of that. So what happened this week is she's gone through Taya boot camp. She's definitely changed her outlook on life, and, and she's gotten a lot of great skills out of it. She's closer than ever to her son's energy. She has him in dream state now all the time where she was really cut off from that while she was in this deep state of mourning. And one of the things you learn when you start learning about law of attraction and the, the practice of Taya specifically is that when you are missing someone, someone departs, they return to their completed state, that they die, they are returning and reemerging regardless of how their life was on planet Earth. They are reemerging into pure positive energy and, and non-physical. And you do not have access to them when you are down in negative emotion. So if you're down in grief and you're down in missing them and you're spending time missing them instead of appreciating them and loving them, and it's okay to miss them. I understand that. But if that's where you're spending the majority of your time, you're actually cutting yourself off from them. And so when she learned that, and she learned that her ticket to accessing her son in his now state was through appreciation and forgiveness of, of what happened to him. And even work, she's even working on forgiveness of his murderer. Well, what happened this week is her, the murderer of her son actually killed, I think, three people in the state of Washington. I may or may not have this correct. Three people instead of Washington. Then he went to New Jersey and killed someone else. Well, he was caught in New Jersey and tried in New Jersey and convicted in New Jersey of that murder. And it took years to extradite him back to the state of Washington. And finally, he was extradited back to the state of Washington and arraigned. And the arraignment was this week. So this was the first time ever that Falana faced the murderer of her son in court face to face. And of course, that was a difficult day. Of course it was. Of course she was upset. But it was very satisfying to me to speak to her two days later this morning and have her tell me that she used her tools. She, she went down her spiral. She had her moment when she faced him. Of course she did. You're not going to get around that. And then she used her tools to raise her vibration. And when she did, she went home that night from that arraignment, that very negative experience, probably the second most negative experience in her life, I would imagine. And she went home in peace and dreamt of her son. He came to her in dream state and they danced. And today she was glowing, recounting that story, that she had the ability to naturally go down her spiral, to feel the mourning, to feel the loss, to feel the anger, to feel the rage toward this man that took her son away from her. And then use her tools to walk her path of appreciation for her son's unique life path, celebrating her son's life, detuning the anger, the hatred for the killer, and finding her path to love again in such a short amount of time that she was able to rendezvous with her son in that way. And that's what that was. When you encounter your passed on loved ones in dream state, you are perceiving their actual energy. You are in communication with them. That is them coming to you. 
And when she recounted that story, it made me so happy that she was able to do that, that she was able to do this work. And as the parent of a murdered child, begin walking a path to forgiveness and appreciation for the true nature of our world, not all of this victim stuff that we're taught, not all of this fear-based stuff that we're taught in our current society, but real tools that help us live better lives, but not lives of perfection. Because you see, we're not here for perfection. That's a big part of the stream's message. That's where we really depart from a lot of spiritual teachings. I was speaking earlier about all of these other people that I encounter. And so often, I remember I was on a show one time, and I forget the name, and I wouldn't name it here if I did because I'm about to be a little critical. So, And she was talking about how we're ascending to 12D or something like that. I don't know. It was a little beyond what the stream really gets into. Uh, that we're you know we're ascending as humanity to this level where we're going to be in this state of blissful perfection, this utopian state where we're all just going to live and love and get along, and we're not going to eat animals anymore, and it's just going to be sunshine and bliss all the time. And of course, the stream comes along and says exactly the opposite of that on her show. We never got invited back to the show after that, but it did air, and she was gracious. And it was nice, but you know what? What the stream shares and offers is is a little different than hey, we're we're heading to this this perfect place. We're already in a perfect place because the the contrast of life, the imperfection of life, even the things that we really hate seeing and hearing about—death, illness, torture, unfairness, injustice—it all happens in this world. But the that contrast is why we're here. We're here to place obstacles in our paths, and we place all of them vibrationally. There are attraction, for sure. And in the overcoming them, expand as human beings and expand as soul consciousness beings. And expand as soul consciousness beings in our each individual, unique, one-off human experiences. Bringing all of the energy of the wholeness of who we are into this unique lifetime, acquiring an ego, allowing that to overshadow much of what we know from our soul consciousness perspective. We all have inklings of it. That's what all this spirituality is about. We know there's more than just this. We feel love. We feel the love of source. If you pay attention, we see little miracles happen in our lives all the time. And the more allowing we are of that, the more we see of it. It's it's amazing. So I am an optimist. I do believe in magic. I've seen it at play in my life over and over again. I've accomplished the things that everyone wants to accomplish. I've made my money. I've manifested all of my beautiful material possessions that I thought were going to make me happy and didn't. I've lost the weight. I've gotten into shape. I've healed back pain, I've healed chronic knee pain, I've healed arthritis without surgery, without really the use of a whole lot of modern medicine. I do, I do see a doctor. I take prescriptions. I'm not completely holistic by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, I'll get into a little bit of that in a moment. I'm going to share something with you in just a moment. So each one of us has an individual path. But the practice of Taya is is not spiritual bypassing. You can call it that all you want. Yes, I'm an optimist. But I do not believe for a second that we're here just to live positive all the time. And when I talk to people about joining Taya Boot Camp, very often I get people that 
want to you know learn to be a millionaire. They want to manifest money that's going to solve all their problems. The first thing I dive into when I start meeting with someone about joining boot camp is that if that's what you're expecting and that's what you're looking for, you're probably not ready for Taya Boot Camp. Taya Boot Camp is for people who are really ready to first and foremost find joy and clarity in their lives. Because we are here for freedom and joy. And clarity brings joy and it will ultimately provide freedom. I love clarity. Even if it's something that I don't want to hear, I love clarity. I'm in a relatively new relationship with someone who I believe I've now manifested as the love of my life. And he's not used to being with someone that wants so much clarity. I want the truth. Even if it hurts in the moment, I want the truth. I want to know what's going on. I always want to know what's going on. I want to hear it. I don't want to hide from anything. But I also don't go looking looking for trouble. You know, I'm, I'm on Facebook a lot because I do a lot of business on Facebook. It's actually a very good uh, medium for me to, to have new people encounter what I do. So for business, it's a great thing. But I will tell you with all the connections that I have, and I have a whole lot of connections from, you know, I take connections from all of you now. So I have a whole lot of people on Facebook that I'm connected to that aren't necessarily a real friend of mine, somebody that I really know. And in that, I get this this wide mix of political beliefs and things like that. There's a lot of negative stuff in every direction posted on Facebook all the time that I'm having to kind of swipe through. And there was a time for me that that would sort of take me down my spiral a little bit. I I couldn't read the news. And I I think when we talk about spiritual bypassing, we're, we're kind of dipping into that a little bit. People that really just want to put their head in the sand about everything. I will tell you, I can read the news, no problem. I don't give it any power over my life. I don't need to know what's going on somewhere else with someone else that I've never met. I have compassion for all humanity for sure, and I don't want to hear about anything bad going on. If there's something I can help with, I'll do it. But do I give politics power over my life? Absolutely not. I live in the United States. Do I care who the president of the United States is? No. That doesn't bother me because it has no power over my life. And I hate to see so many people getting so bothered by it. And a lot of my friends are what you would probably label liberals. I live in Southern California, and I'm gay, so it's probably not that shocking, right? And a common thread among liberals is not that politics has so much power over their life. They want to fix the lives of everybody else. They want to be charitable. It's a very kumbaya, and it's coming from a good place. It is coming from a benevolent place that they want everybody to have a fair share uh, they want everybody to have a, a fair chance at, at having a great life. They want everybody to have a free college education. They want everybody to have free health care. They want everybody to, to be taken care of. And I understand the benevolence in that sentiment. And I, I understand that, that that's from, coming from a place of love. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. A much better thing than the divisive um, politics that we see out there. But still, how helpful are you being? And how much do you really understand? our life purpose if you're trying to hold other people away from their contrast? And how much do you understand about the law of attraction if you think you're going to prop somebody else up and help them when they're not necessarily helping themselves? I'm a firm believer in helping those who help themselves. And anything politically we can do to do that, I think that's a good thing. I'm I'm all for that. But simply giving everything away for free doesn't work very well. I will be very candid with you and tell you that I've had some people that I've put through my boot camp for free 
just as an experiment. People I thought really needed it. You know, here, here's a boot camp program that, you know, I charged thousands of dollars for. And every once in a while, I'll stumble upon somebody. And sometimes it's somebody that I know or somebody that just really seems to need it. I'm just really guided. The people that I put through for free very rarely actually do the work and finish it. The people that come in and, and scrape together their money to pay for it, do it. They do the work. They stick with it. And I stick with them until they get it. I make sure they get every dime of their value plus much more out of that boot camp. But I have noted that when they don't pay for it, when they don't have skin in the game, as we like to say, they don't take it as seriously. It sort of has no value to them. And of course, I get deep into the energy exchange of, of money and the importance of money in our society. I'm not one of these spiritual teachers, as you know, that, that says that money is a bad thing and that we shouldn't want money and money is evil. Money is the basis of humanity at this point. We, everything that we want to do, our health care, our food, our shelter, all of it is dependent upon money. But when you have an attitude that money is easy to come by, that you are worthy of it, that it will flow to you generously if you simply allow it, then there's nothing left to fear about money. That's, when it drives, that's why it drives me crazy when someone contacts me about boot camp and the first thing they ask is, how much does it cost? Now, I will tell them, why worry about that right now? Why don't you get on the phone with me for free in, the, in a meeting with me? I do Zoom meetings for people that are coming into boot camp. Why don't you get in the meeting with me that's free and let's talk about it? Are you so fearful about money that you won't take 30, 45 minutes to talk to me about something until you know how much it costs? That's a sign that you really need to change your attitude about money. If you sort of have an easy come, easy go attitude about it, you will find in your life that it will. Okay, I've gotten way off topic. <laughs> I'm kind of just chatting with you on this episode. I'm actually not even going to channel. It's just going to be me. So if you came for the stream, I hate to tell you, you're not really going to hear from them today. We're talking about spiritual bypassing. We're talking about how the practice of Taya is not spiritual bypassing. How in the practice of Taya, we are appreciating our down the spiral time. We are appreciating our obstacles. We are appreciating that downtime, but we're also gaining the tools not to stay down there very long. You see, the story that I shared about Falana, she went down her spiral. Of course she did. She faced the murder of her son, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then she used the tools to pull out. She used the tools to move up. She didn't linger down there. She knows the value in moving out of that. So that's what it's all about. It's not about sticking your head in the sand. It's about having these tools and really understanding your vibration, where you are vibrationally, understanding what joy feels like, and understanding that anything less than joy is really being down the spiral. You're really in negative if you're not in joy. So when you're in negative, you are, you are in the process of creating your obstacles and chasing away your desires. So that's why it's so important to be in a state of joy, but we're not going to be in a state of joy all the time. And from that perspective, we are welcome, of course, to participate in anything we want to participate in. Get as deep into politics as you want. Get as angry about things as you want, if you desire. I desire not to do it. I will tell you, the first thing I ask myself when I'm embarking upon any situation, is this worth me going down my spiral for? Because I know what happens down my spiral. And I know I'm going to go down naturally sometimes, no matter what. So I make it a point to do the work to stay up. 
And when I go down and I manifest an obstacle, I understand that there's value in that obstacle. So I'm going to share with you something that's come up in my life very recently. Those of you that follow me on Instagram, especially those that follow me or connected to me on Facebook. And by the way, if you're not, send me a Facebook friend request and, and make a little note that you listen to the podcast or you're into the stream. So I have a lot of outstanding requests right now that I need to catch up on. But I would love to be Facebook friends with everybody. I would love for all of you to be in the Law of Attraction 2.0 group and all of you to follow me on Instagram. But at Facebook, we do have an ability to communicate and interact on a deeper level. And I love interacting with all of you. It's getting harder and harder for me to keep up with email. I used to tell all of you to send me emails all the time, and I just can't keep up with answering them anymore. I appreciate the volume of email that I get. I just can't keep up with it. But if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw some pictures of me over the summer where I've really put on a whole lot of muscle. I've been uh, you know, on this, this quest to improve my body for a long time. You saw the 4151 picture that I posted. You saw it 41. I was almost 300 pounds. I was in really bad shape, really bad health. And I mean for that to be inspirational to everyone. And the 51-year-old picture where I looked so muscular and in such good shape, and I'm still mostly there, but I will tell you, I was using steroids over the summer. If anyone would have ever asked me that, I would have told them right off the bat. There's no shame in that at all. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The stream doesn't judge it. So, you know, if anyone else does, I'm really not concerned about it. You know, so anyone that asked me, I would have told them, yes, I've been using steroids. It's helped me in the gym. I'm still going to the gym seven days a week. Steroids do not magically make you muscular. They help you put on muscle very fast. And it was very effective and I looked great. And I have no remorse about it whatsoever. I'm not ashamed of it. I have no problem sharing that with all of you. If you want to know anything about steroid use, I'm not the expert on it. I just started in June and I just went off of it about a month ago as of this recording. And the reason that I went off of it is because I manifested acne from it. There's a reason that I'm telling you this story, by the way. So, you know, at 51 years old, for the first time since I was an early teenager, I got acne when I was a teenager and it went away pretty quick. I think by the time I was 17, I was really through it. Like 13 to 17, I had acne. I have oily skin. And as an adult, you know, really no acne at all. A little zit here and there every once in a while, but nothing, nothing major. And here, you know, I put on all this muscle and I was tanning and I was looking good. And I was going to all these pool parties, you know, getting really full of myself. Uh, you know, looking so much better than I've ever looked. And uh, I thought I'd really found this magic bullet to have all this muscle packed on my body. And suddenly I'm breaking out in acne and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, why did I manifest this? You know, why can't I be one of the lucky people? Because I know a lot of people that use steroids, a whole lot of people. Palm Springs is a retirement oriented, very gay centric community. So there's a whole lot of men here that are 50, 60, 70 years old that look amazing. And I wanted to be part of that. And yes, I'm vain. I'll be very upfront. Yeah, I, I like to look good. You know, is it the most important thing? No, of course not. But I do like to look good. I spent a lot of my life being 300 pounds. So now, now that I'm a little thinner, I, I enjoy looking a little better. I'll admit that. And I couldn't really understand this acne until I went to a doctor's appointment. I got off the steroids because the, the acne was just so bad. I was just really grossed out by it. And I wanted it to go away. It's still not gone. So I go to the doctor, you know, a month after going off of steroids and I'd taken some blood uh, a couple of weeks after and I got the results from him from all of this blood work that I did and found out that my hemoglobin was elevated, meaning I have too much blood in my body, which was really, really bewildering to me. And the doctor is well aware of my steroid use and really knows a lot about uh, steroid use. I, I go to a doctor specifically because he uh, is very well aware of he's a bodybuilder. And 
he said, yeah, the steroid use is elevating your hemoglobin. We're going to have to do some bloodletting. <laughs> he said, we're going to have to pull some blood off of you. I thought, what the hell does that mean? I have to drain blood because I have too much blood in my body, and that can really damage my heart. I also have an elevated heart rate. He said, yeah, this is how guys drop dead on steroids. I thought, well, gee, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm loving life these days. I finally got things clicking. I'm in love. I'm living in the city of my dreams. I'm doing a business that I love. I'm helping people. You know, life is really damn good. I really don't want to drop dead right now. So I'm glad I went off of this stuff. And then it really hit me, as it always does, anytime we have an obstacle, that the breakout of acne was my body's way of telling me it was my manifestation that I was heading in the wrong direction. This was not my path to, to the, the body that I wanted. That being on this stuff was, was harming me, and that was an indicator, a very, really mild compared to an heart, a heart attack indicator, that I was heading in the wrong direction. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that we have that mechanism and we're really tuned into the universe and we're really paying attention to our spiral and we're appreciative of our obstacles, we're in such a better position to allow them to serve us. So yeah, getting acne at 51 sucks. But it's a great manifestation, and it got me off of steroids. It got me off of something that for me, and this is not a judgment for anyone else, I have plenty of friends on steroids. It seems to work for them. That's their business. Good for them. So this is not an anti-steroid PSA by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that for me, it was not working. For me, I got a lovely warning sign, not so lovely warning sign from the universe that I was heading in the wrong direction and I stopped. And then a month later, find out what it was actually doing to my body. That's how life is. That's why this spiritual bypassing can be a real thing. But it's not part of the practice of Taya. We're not pretending like everything is wonderful and great and never going down our spiral and we're never going to be sad. We're never going to have any depression. We're never going to have any problems again. It's very easy in a business like mine, especially when you're sort of centered on spiritual teachings and improving your life and law of attraction, to kind of sell the idea of perfection. But I'm very careful to never do that. I always want to be direct and honest and upfront. Yes, I, I offer a coaching program and books and, and this podcast and all these things to help you improve your life the way I've improved my life. And it absolutely will make your life better. And it's absolutely made my life better. But we're not heading to perfection, nor is that our desire to even do that. One of the biggest things about the Taya practice is that we really start to appreciate our obstacles, appreciate our downtime. That's why I share every time I have something major that happens in my life. And I haven't had a whole lot of major obstacles lately, but I will. And I will always share them with you. I will always share them with you. And every single time you will hear me follow up with how that obstacle served me. And there's always, always value in every obstacle, no matter how great it is. So when you start accepting that you manifest all of your obstacles, you create all of your problems. And then you can go up your spiral with ease and appreciation of them and solve them and expand as a human being in the process. There's a lot of value in that, and that's what the practice of Taya is all about. Yes, you can improve every area of your life, but you're not bypassing anything. You're feeling it. You're experiencing it. You're living it. Falana went and faced the murder of her, her son, and she went down the spiral, of course. She cried in that courtroom. I saw a picture of her despair, feeling it all over again. 
but then she she walked her way up that spiral and she had a better day than she ever thought she'd be able to have and she dreamt about her son and, and danced with her son that night that's what this is all about enjoying life and even enjoying the down spiral time appreciating it understanding that we're not here for perfection we're not here to never be sad again we're not here to to manifest millions and have all of our dreams come true because guess what money doesn't do that Money's a lovely enhancement. It's necessary. We need to love it and embrace it. It's the basis of our reality right now on, on planet Earth is humanity. We need it. And it's easy to come by if we allow it. But we've got to be in that allowing state. We can't be fearful of anything. We can't be fearful of anything because when we're fearful of something, we're simply going to perpetuate that which we're fearful of every single time. We've got to remember that. And again, one of the most important messages from the stream is that we've got to stop reacting to today's evidence of yesterday's vibration. So I will close with that. Whatever you've got going on in your life right now that you don't want, and it seems stuck in your life, that you can't shake it, the way to move past it is to find appreciation for it. Love it. Stop reacting negatively to it because you're just perpetuating more of it. Don't respond to the evidence of yesterday's vibration. And you will break the cycle every single time. So I hope I've shed some light on the practice of Taya and how it relates to spiritual bypassing. I hope I've shed some light on how our obstacles serve us and that it's okay to be down the spiral. Just don't stay down there. And like I tell my uh, boot campers, don't board the thought train down there. Because when you're down the spiral, everything that you think, do, say, or be is going to be negative. You're a different person when you're down there. That's why we get into fights and say things we don't mean and do things that are stupid. In that moment, that's who we are. But you have the tools to go down, appreciate being down, and work your way back up. That's what this is all about. And that's what I want for each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back with the stream in the next episode. You will hear from them again, I promise. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.